Good morning, Sheila. How are you doing today? Good morning, Wayne. I'm great. How are you doing today? I, I couldn't get today out. <laughs> I know. I tried to fill it in for you. Well, thank you. And welcome, everyone, to 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne, where we explore the fascinating world of verbs and their impact on our daily lives. Join us each week as we delve into the different ways verbs shape our language and influence our interactions as we attempt to make a positive difference in our world, one verb at a time. <laughs> and this is episode number 92. Awesome. Yes. Go you. Go, go us. us. Yes. And Sheila, how can our listeners find you? Oh, thank you for asking. I'm at Zeke and Sheila at yahoo.com. And my email address is Wayne at mindsinking.com. And as always, you know, I, I don't need to say it, but send them ahead, to me <laughs> and send the other ones to Sheila. Right, 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 right. Thank you. Thank you for okay. that. All right. And today's do we have a word. Today's word. Oh, what's today's word? To refine. Today's verb is to refine. To refine. Ooh, okay. And what did you find out about refine? I have two definitions here. The first is to become cure, become pure or perfected. And the second is to improve something by making small changes to make it more subtle or accurate. Okay. And I only have three, but they're all similar to what you just said. Okay. To, to make something pure or improve something, especially by removing unwanted material. Okay. Number two is to improve an idea method, system, et cetera, by making small changes. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is to become more fine, elegant, or polished. Ah, okay. Yes. And when Now, when we talked about refine was going to be our verb for today, what were your mm -hmm. thoughts initially? Where were you, where'd you go? My very first thought was refining gold. Ah. And then my second thought was refining a writing project or a research paper. Oh. How about you? Okay. Well, you know, I, my, when I pulled refine out of the jar, <laughs> my mind started racing and I thought, oh, wow, this is going to be it. Wait. And then it went off in so many directions. And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me grab the, grab the word back here and let's pull it back. Let's go slowly here. So I quickly, um, said, okay, I need to steer clear of my friend Jennifer Milius is in my book. Because, you know, uh, we, we talk about that a lot. Yes. And so I quickly hit the internet thinking it's going to distract me and started searching for articles and papers about refine. And as you can imagine, I saw hits on the screen talking about refining sugar, refining oh, crude oil, refining right. metal. And I thought, okay, I don't think I want to go in that direction. So those didn't excite me. So I continued my search and then refining skills fell before me and Eureka, I was there. All right. <laughs> so I said, oh, refining skills. Okay, let's do that. And so that's where I ended up. I kind of, perfect. yes, went down that road. Hey, you were going to ask about a trivia question and I rudely interrupted you, but I have one here. Do you? I'd have one here to answer at the end of the show. And what might it be? What scientist known as the father of modern physics and the inventor of calculus also believed in the philosopher philosopher's stone which was a way to change alloys like lead into gold huh so who was that person and i'll who answer was that? that at the end of the show right who was that guy okay right, right. now you took chemistry didn't you 
I did. In college. I, I didn't take chemistry until really late. But, okay. you know, <laughs> what happens when oxygen meets magnesium? <laughs> OMG. <laughs> I mean, yay! <laughs> Starting off with a little stupid dad jokes here. All right, okay. OMG! I'm gonna yes. be thinking about that all day. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay. Okay. And and so, where did your research take you, Sheila? How about you starting us off, or do you want me to start? I don't care. Um, I'll just start off. I want to briefly talk about uh, refining gold mm -hmm. because I had an experience a couple of years ago. Uh, my father graduated from a, um, a West Point, which is the United States Military Academy. And uh, he, all of the students received a gold graduation ring. And uh -huh. Um, many, many years after his death, we, my mother was very distressed about what to do with his ring. Um, mm. she had a miniature ring made for her wedding ring that looked just like his, but, um, uh, it, it, she had a lot of kids and grandkids. How would she ever, you know, decide who should have it and, you know, what would, anyway, she learned about a program that West Point has where you can donate your ring to their, um, memorial program they will melt it down and the gold from that ring will be used in the making of all the rings in the future no i'll be kidding. mixed up with the gold to be made for future students graduations with the bulk of it going to the current class that's graduating into into their gold graduation rings so they had a lovely ceremony and i actually got to watch the ring being the all of the donated rings that year being uh, melted together uh, using the heat method, there are a couple methods you can use to refine gold, and and then got to meet some of the class members uh, of that year who would be receiving the rings that oh. included my dad's uh, ring. Uh, well, well, I I thank I th I thank him for his service. Thank you. I I really do. It's a, it's an honor to thank individuals who have done that. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, a lot of people don't understand when when you when one joins the military, they sign a blank check to America and their families and their families. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And yeah. that blank check, you know, when they. Wow. But thank uh, we, we thank him for his service. Oh, Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that, Wayne. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so what that means is all of the fresh, all of the seniors who will be graduating. Mm hmm are getting a piece of yes. or a connection to all yes. of those who went before them. Yes. That's very yes. cool. It's a beautiful program. Yeah. And that it's is very nice. So, so respectful and, and appreciative. Yeah. But so that's where I was thinking about refining gold and you can use a chemical method to refine gold or you can use, you know, the high heat, neither of which should be done at home as it turns out. <laughs> so, and the high heat method, you can also use electricity for that. So really, um, but for, for, for centuries, people have been trying to find ways to make gold from other products as in the trivia question there. So going going way way back okay so, so what i learned in that I'll, I'll just touch on this topic and then i want to hear what you have to say i learned about uh the scientific method as people were trying to turn uh, other substances into gold um an accidental byproduct of that effort was to come up with um 
you know, glass beakers for distillation, which was used for perfumes and whiskey, mm-hmm. um, new creation of new alloys, um, manufacture of acids and pigments that were used for other purposes, and um, the template for the scientific method. And that gets me back to refine because ultimately using the scientific method to refine ourselves to make this world a better, a more positive place. So. Uh-huh. That's what I'll get to further on down the road here. But where did you go with this? Okay. Well, I, I certainly did not go down the metals or the crude oil or the sugar route. Okay. <laughs> but I did go, I, I, I did look to see if there were any common themes or concepts that I had studied and learned over the years yeah. about skills and skill sets. Okay. And I and one of these articles jumped into my lap, and it's by Gus Robertson. He says there are five ways to refine your leadership skills. Uh-huh. And this was on Forbes. And I said, oh, that sounds interesting. So I did a yeah. lot of reading. And let me tell you, it was a, it was a long article, but I pulled the, the things that the five ways out. His yeah. first one, he said, was authenticity. To refine your leadership skills using authenticity. And I mm. said, you know, that's pretty cool because we are all unique and it reminded me, and I said this before, it reminded me of those little post-it notes that I saw sprinkled throughout the neighborhood once mm-hmm. when I was walking that I, I think it was a elementary school class project where they posted sticky notes all over the neighborhood uh, so that people could see them. And I remember this one just stood out and it said, be yourself because everybody else is taken. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. And I thought authenticity says that particularly well. (laughs) And so he says, okay, one of the the five ways to refine your leadership skill is be authentic. And I thought, yes, of course. Gosh. He said number two was adaptive capacity. And I thought, I thought adaptive capacity, well, that really sounds intriguing. What what exactly right. is adaptive capacity? I thought I kind of knew what it was. And as I read, I I was I was right. Um, and he speaks about adaptive capacity is about understanding yourself and why you're making the decision you feel is right for your company, even if the decision is an uncomfortable one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he's made some tough deci- decisions throughout his time, but mm-hmm. he, as he, as he did that, he said, you have to be clear on the direction and vision beyond or behind those decisions. Mm-hmm. And you're set that you're setting yourself up for again and again. He says, if you're pretending, and I thought this was particularly important. Mm-hmm. If you're pretending to be someone you're not, you may not learn from an experience and know how to react the next time better. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, when I was in the military, I was in the Air Force, and they taught us that flexibility was the key to air power. I see flexibility and adaptive capacity as the same thing. Gotcha. And so I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. That makes sense. Yes. So those are the first two. I will get to the other three, but I will go to you for for your next thought. Well, first I have some quotes. Oh, we like quotes, yes. And this kind of talks a little bit about the direction I think both of us are going here, which is using principles to refine 
our leadership capacity, our personal life, our decisions and choices. So, uh, so these quotes add to that also. The first one is Roy L. Smith, a clergyman, who said, discipline is the refining fire by which talent becomes ability. Oh, So I really liked that, both because like it that. made me think of the gold ring and also... Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, talent. So uh, H. Jackson Brown Jr. said, let, <laughs> let the refining and improving of your life keep you so busy you have little time to criticize others. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look in a mirror, I see the real problem in a situation. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, finally, a judge, Raymond Kethledge, said, while driving to work, I'll choose to think about a particular subject rather than just have random thoughts stream landing on one subject or another. For example, I might think about the structure of an opinion, or I might think about the first sentence of a, an opinion refining it. And I, and I, that one particularly caught my attention because what do I do when I'm walking the dog so many hours every day? Uh. Am I, um, am I thinking constructive, um, positive forward thinking thoughts, or am I just reviewing the movie I saw on TV last night? <laughs> so, uh, it was just food for thought. I okay. I like those. Yes. I, okay. I, partic I particularly like the one about the, the fire and desire and all those kinds of things. Oh, yes. good. Yes. Yes. yes and that cool. leads itself to what you're going to talk about next, right? Well, it, it sort of does because number three on, um, what's this gentleman's name? Gus on Gus's art in okay. Gus's article. He says, number three is to trust. And I'm thinking, okay. And he said, in my experience, the single most often forgotten element in building trust is communicating the intentions behind your actions or decisions. And so, as, as you said, with the burning, the melting, the smelting, if you will, of the, mm -hmm. of the gold into this one huge vat and then making the other little pieces of gold mm -hmm. for future students to wear mm -hmm. um, is kind of trusting that they are going to at least think that the ring that I have on has gone before me mm -hmm. in so many different ways of views and decisions. Mm -hmm. And I hope that's going to make them trust the fact that, wow, they have a huge responsibility mm -hmm. because as leaders, we lead people into sometimes good situations and sometimes bad situations, mm -hmm. but we have to trust ourselves. and going back to what Gus said earlier, being authentic, adaptive capacity and trust, they all combine. And I, I thought those were really, really well done. He says, building the right culture. Okay. And going back to your, your dad being in the, from West Point, the mm -hmm. military, U.S. Military Academy, um, they're building a culture there, aren't they? Absolutely. And I, I, I think as we go, I'm not sure, I don't care if we're in IBM, I don't care if we're in which you know, Hewlett Packard, I don't care which mm -hmm. organization, there is an overarching, I think, culture that exudes what that brand, what that name, what right. that product is. Although there are many cultures within cultures, but, right. you know, there's that one culture. And so, yeah, building the right culture, I thought that was pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed that. Yes. And the last thing he said was mutual accountability. And this is refining our leadership skills, mutual accountability. And I really enjoyed that because, uh, again, not, not quoting Jennifer Milius in my book, mm -hmm. but 
paraphrasing from our book, we, we talk about mutual accountability all throughout our book and mm -hmm. mutual accountability. What we say accountability is, is one has to be answerable mm -hmm. to whomever. If I'm holding you accountable, that means I'm holding you answerable if things go awry mm -hmm. or if things go well. You know, how did you get there? What'd you do? That's a and good point. Both ways. Both ways. It, exactly. It's, it's a bi-directional kind of a, a thought process. So I, I liked that. Trust, building the right culture, mutual accountability, authenticity, and the last one being adaptive capacity. Go Gus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm putting adaptive capacity into my into my list of new terms I want to reflect on and maybe use again in the future. Oh, okay. I like that. And my list is is still there. It's growing. Every, okay. It's, it's not growing as fast because you're no. not coming with new words for me yet. <laughs> no, sorry. I'll work on that. That's okay. And where did you go next? Well, next, I, I wanted to drill down into the scientific method because it's uh, a way of refining a concept, a scientific principle or 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 any kind of principle because in fact you can use this technique in business in um in science in psychology in mathematics in, in any capacity and i realized that i've adapted some of these tools to talking to thinking about and reflecting on problems that i want to get through in my life hmm. um and so basically it's making an observation and researching what's already known about that uh idea or or fact and then forming a hypothesis, making a prediction, conducting mm -hmm. an experiment to test the hypothesis, analyzing the data and drawing conclusions, and then communicating the results to others. These are not unlike some of the steps you just talked about if you break them down. But the they, example, I, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? No, they, they, absolutely. I, yeah. I totally agree with you. The example I want to give on, um, I, I love this so much, and how I've used it in my personal life is to... Um, I, I may have spoken about this on a previous podcast where I had a, I'm a scuba diver and I had a bad dive one day. I was a little bit panicked. I felt like I couldn't catch my breath. I, I just wanted to get back to the surface. Um, and afterwards I sat there and I just had to think for a while without any distraction about what happened. I'm, I observed, made an observation. I, I thought about everything I know about what I did wrong. I came up with a couple things I wanted to do differently, uh, made a plan for that. Um, the next dive, I tested those things, and it worked out very well. So I felt like I was applying this to make at least my little corner of my world that day a better place. <laughs> it, and it worked. Excellent. Excellent. That, that kind of reminds me, um, I, I like to use the concept of, as leaders, mm -hmm. we need to stop, listen, think, and then act. And and that's exactly what you did. <laughs> yes, yes. I find it, it, I, it works. It really does. It yes. really does. Now, yeah. obviously, there are some, some situations where you have to be a little bit quicker than stop, <laughs> when that shark is swimming over your right shoulder exactly this is not stopping and listening not so much the best first technique exactly what did he say chomp. with all those two thousand teeth yeah chomp yes <laughs> yes gosh you, you know it's funny um because my next article and it's written by monique valcour and she says anyone can learn to become a leader and her first thought is on that, 
is something that you've said twice now. You said you looked in the mirror and saw the problem. And then you also said problems in my life. Here's what she says. Start with the problem. <laughs> hate that mirror. I, I think you saw my my writings here. I think you, I, wow, it's <laughs> almost like you looked over my shoulder. <laughs> I know. I, I hate that mirror too. I look at the mirror once and go, who is that guy? And go, oh, it's me. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've changed. <laughs> yeah. Her, her second thing is, she says, articulate why it's important to you now. So again, you said you were, you were kind of panicking. You were right. un, wanted to go to the surface, and you know, so articulate why it's important to you now to solve this problem or figure out the problem. Mm -hmm. I think that is so cool. You just, you just said everything in her article that she wrote about. I think that's pretty cool. cool. Yes, very cool. What do you have for us? Well, uh, finally, although I'm keeping an eye on the time, but I'm hoping you are even better than I am. Um, we have 20 I, minutes and 30 seconds oh, so far, so we're piece good. Piece of cake, piece of yes. cake. Basically, the goal was refining my life, um, improving, mm. fine-tuning. Um, I'm an overthinker in general. And so when I think about refining my life, I have to stop and say my destination is not to be perfect, but to strive toward perfection, but uh -huh. not to expect myself to be be perfect right now. So uh, so the secret really in the fine tuning is to not try to plunge in and change everything at once. I read all sorts of headlines about books and, and courses you can take to quote unquote refine your life where you can pay lots of money and, and look at everything from head to toe. But I'm really better if I just try to fine tune one thing at a time. Um, if, like my morning routine. Do I um, go through the closet bleary-eyed and pull clothes out that I think are going to be temperature appropriate? Or do the night before I look at the th thermometer and plan it? <laughs> so I, I have in the last, in this latest season of my life, been a um, more impulse-oriented, but I want to fine-tune that and be more uh, plan-oriented, <laughs> okay. thoughtful, seeking to improve myself. I, I know I, I walk my neighborhood um, almost every day, and as I as I walk, as you said, I jump up, put my clothes on that I'm going mm -hmm. to use for walking, and mm -hmm. I head outside. And the other day, I was walking in shorts and a t-shirt, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and I passed about three or four individuals that I know that I see constantly every time I walk. <clears throat> and they're all bundled with parkas and, and they've got these <laughs> head mufflers, ear mufflers on and these hats and gloves. And, and I look at myself, and I go, should I be wearing that? <laughs> <laughs> what did your body tell you? And, and as I walk by this one house and this gentleman is outside, sometimes he's outside other times um, as I pass by. And that particular morning, he, he says, aren't you cold? <laughs> and I look at him and go, not yet. Good. <laughs> so I was sweating, and then I passed other people, and and they're driving in their in their vehicles, and I'm sure they got their heaters on, but they're bundled in their big poofy jackets, looking like the Michelin Man again. I'm thinking, <laughs> it I, it must be cold. I I guess I shouldn't be out here doing this in, in dressed like I am. So I don't know. Uh, again, looking at Monique's article. Yes. Start with the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think in that case, the problem was your neighbors went by the temperature, not by how it felt. I, I, I think it went by the time of year and the temperature yes. hadn't matched. Yes. 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 
And so, and so her third thing is seek quality information to base your approach ah. on. <laughs> and I thought, okay, quality information. I'm seeing all of these indicators from people other than myself that saying it's cold, but my body's saying it ain't cold. <laughs> you just have to know who to trust. There we go. And sometimes the, uh, the, Decision is might be an unpopular decision or not with the, oh, with the yeah. majority. That's and true. today or that day, my mind was not with the majority. I go, no, it's not cold enough for me to dress like that. So I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. Anyway, her next one says, Identi identify measures of success. And then she says, ground yourself with an intention. And she goes on to say, choose behaviors to implement and share your experience. And I'll stop there. I have a few more, but I'll stop there and I will pause and let you pick up your side. You know, the last thing I wanted to touch on was um, refining uh, research project uh, papers or writing. And I actually was going to ask you about your experience with this because you have written a book, but I find revision and refining is very um, challenging for me because I don't like to go back and read what I've written, mm. um, but I liked the way this author, uh, this is from the Kansas State Library Research Guide, uh, the way they <laughs> explained it, and it was just creative enough that made me think, okay, you know, that's better. Um, when you're making big changes, when you first lay your outline, you're making big changes, that's called changing the bones. Mm. Um, when you're just uh, rearranging paragraphs, adding or deleting ideas that don't fit in well with the overall theme, that's called changing the muscles. Okay. And when you're proofreading it and refining it and uh, looking for misspellings and grammar, that's called changing the skin. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. This this analogy was was weird enough that I thought it could capture my <laughs> imagination. <laughs> and maybe when I'm revising, reviewing and refining, it won't be such an arduous project. Ah. Uh. All right. And, and you're right. I, I struggle with edit two. Okay. And really I, when I sat down to write the book with, with my friend, Jennifer Milius, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I took no pride in authorship. And so we could just go in and slash and grab and throw oh, out nice. and, what, Good. and, and it didn't affect me. Um, now she took, now I, I will say this, if she's listening, she did take out one thing that I wanted in Ugh. there <laughs> and I know she's laughing now or, or she's going to smack me if she sees me. And, and I thought, wow, that's the one thing, that's the most important thing I wanted to say in this book and it's gone. Oh, so, okay, I'm do, done. <laughs> do we have time for you to say it now or is that no, a future no, podcast? No, 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 okay. no. All right. We have 26 minutes and 30, we have 26, 39. So we're almost okay. at the end here. Okay. But I will say this, um, looking at some more of what Monique said, and I'm not going to get them all, but mm. <clears throat> she said to choose behaviors, to implement, share your experience, seek feedback, review and celebrate progress. And I enjoy that. But mm -hmm. something that you just hit on and you said better, you used the word better. And what Jennifer and I did say in our book and what we suggest throughout with the refinement Mm -hmm. in mind mm -hmm. is you should be getting better at being better. Mm. And I will end my side with that. That's lovely. Okay. And I will just answer a, uh, the trivia question. Yes. The father of modern physics, 
inventor of calculus and seeker of the philosopher's stone was Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton. Wow. That's who you were thinking. You didn't? No. There you go. Okay. All right. Sheila, thank you. Thank you, Wayne. I appreciate your time and the subject. And I as well. Would you take us home, please? We appreciate also folks who are listening to us. Thank you. And we look forward to talking to you next week. And thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks, Sheila. Bye-bye.